0: Let me share with you what God's Spirit has placed in my heart for you, and then immediately after the message, I want our ministerial candidates today to receive this message, and then we will proceed with the ordination process. First of all, let me ask those individuals that are in the house today that will receive ordination or ministerial recognition and credentials to please stand. Ladies and gentlemen, these men and women will change the world for the glory of the risen Christ. You may be seated. You may be seated. I'll be, we'll be calling you, Pastor Phyllis, we'll be calling you up here briefly. Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. The gospel of Mark, the fifth chapter. I'm going to read you the narrative. Usually I, won't, I would not do what I'm about to do now. But it's important for the sake of receiving what you're about to receive. In this house we've been preaching on the year of breakthrough. Breaking in, breaking out, and breaking through. We believe there's such a thing, Micah 2.13, as a breaker anointing. God is looking for a group of audacious people that really believe that regardless of the circumstance, they can break in. They can break out, and they can break through. That absolutely nothing will deter them from the fulfillment of God's purpose in their lives. In 2019, I am convinced and convicted this is the year of breakthrough. Need you to believe with me, you're going to experience an amazing breakthrough this year. Mark chapter 5, here's a breakthrough story. The 21st verse, after Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd Somebody get me a pen here. Y'all got got a pen? Somebody got a pen? Lipstick? (laughs) Crayola crayon. Thank you. That's interesting. As Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd, I'm going to circle that crowd. A huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus, so he pushed through the crowd let me circle that again and threw himself down at his feet his name was Jairus a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue he pleaded with Jesus saying over and over please come with me my little daughter is at the point of death and she's only 12 years old come and lay your hands on her and heal her and she will live Jesus went with him and the huge circle that again crowd followed pressing in on him from all sides now in the One more, what is this crowd thing here? In the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. Hmm, interesting. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors from Kaiser Permanente, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, all of a sudden are people going like, yeah. She She was not getting better but worse. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the one more time crowd, and she came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, if, I, if only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him, had passed through him for someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the mm-hmm, saying, Who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, What do you mean, who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the mm-hmm, looking for the one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story of what had just happened. Then Jesus said to her, daughter, because you dare to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering." And before he had finished speaking, people arrived from Jairus' house and pushed through the crowd, circle that again, to give Jairus the news. There's no need to trouble the master any longer, Jairus. Your daughter already died. But Jesus refused to listen. Sometimes we need to stop listening to people. That are giving us information that runs counter to God's promise. But Jesus refused to listen to what they were told. And said to the Jewish official. Don't yield to fear. All you need to do is keep on believing. So they left for his home, but Jesus didn't allow anyone to go with them except Peter and the two brothers, Jacob and John. When they arrived at the home of the synagogue ruler, they encountered a noisy uproar among the people, for they were all weeping and wailing. Upon entering the home, Jesus said to them, Why all this grief and weeping? Don't you know the girl is not dead, but she's merely asleep? Then everyone, everyone, then everyone began to ridicule and make fun of Jesus. Not even some of the folk there. Everyone. But he threw them all out. This is Jesus, Mr. Love. Mr. Grace in the flesh, baby. Jesus is love, and yet Jesus threw people out. Because love is not stupid. And love is not gullible. And love doesn't tolerate injustice. Love actually, love is so powerful, love can throw things out and people out that do not line up for God's purpose and people. So love does not mean you tolerate abuse. Love does not mean. So he threw them out. Threw them out. Get out of my face. And he tenderly clasped the child's hands in his and said to her in Aramaic, Dalita which means little girl, wake up from the sleep of death. Instantly the 12-year-old girl sat up, stood to her feet, started walking around the room. Everyone was overcome with astonishment in seeing this miracle. As we have our breakthrough series here, I want to speak to you. It's my linear sequential mind. I have to give it to you. If not, I won't be able to like preach normally. If you I want to speak to you on the subject matter, the crowd. Someone say the crowd. I am moved by this message with the understanding that this woman had the audacity of breaking in with unprecedented expectancy. She said if I touch them, it will happen. Now I want to put things in perspective for you for a second here let me go back here, here's a woman who was bleeding and she's broken, she's bleeding and she's broken, and because of the nature of her disease, the cultural taboos of the time would merit the following, if people would know that she came out in public with her bleeding issue, she could she could be stoned, because it was a taboo, back in the day you don't walk out, especially if you have this hemorrhaging issue, you just can't do that, And this woman, this is is the story of the crowds. Let me explain for a second. There was a crowd and you think the crowd is the crowd around Jesus and the crowd over there. But the number one crowd you have to break through in order to experience everything God has for you is the crowd of yourself. This woman could have easily been crowded with the ideas of fear and shame, of embarrassment, of cultural taboos and stigmas. She easily could have stayed home watching Netflix and said, I'm never going to get my miracle. I can't even walk outside because of the nature of what I have. But she was so hungry. She, her hunger was greater than her circumstance and her fear. She broke through the crowd of self. The number one crowd you have to break through is not the crowd of detractors or naysayers or haters. The number one crowd is the crowd of negative thoughts that surround your mind. It's the crowd of shame and unforgiveness and self-pity and loathing. It is that crowd. The number one issue you have in the world is not the devil. He's been defeated. It's not his demons. They've been defeated. The number one problem you have in in not experiencing the fullness of God's purpose in your life is in the words of MJ, the man in the mirror. The number one problem is who you see every single morning. The only one that can stop you is you. The only one that can hold you back is you. The only one that can keep you at home is you. And by the way, I'm sick and tired of people scapegoating and projecting their failures on other people. I'm tired of people going, the reason why I'm not living up to my destiny is because my dad left my home. My mama didn't breastfeed me. I went through hell as a child. I've been a victim of my life. We've But in the name of Jesus, you have the power to overcome every negative circumstance, all the hell you've been through, all the abuse you've been through, all the things that didn't happen, In Jesus, you have the power to overcome. Stop scapegoating. Stop blaming others for the reason you find yourself in your pit. Tide, calm down no man we need to be we need to become adults we just need to take on the responsibility you messed up you come before God and repent and say I messed up don't go to God and say the only reason I messed up is because when I have undealt with issues from my childhood <laughs> Your undealt issue, just stop, no, just go, God, I screwed up. I'm on man up, take responsibility, but I'm grateful that the blood of Jesus washes me of all of my sins. I embrace your forgiveness, but this is all me. Are you with me right now? You got to break through the crowd, the crowd of you. This is your crowd, the crowd of, she easily could have said, no, I'm, but she didn't, this woman was hungry. George, come up. Help me illustrate this here. here here's what I want you to do. Here, turn around. Look that way. You have a wallet or any money, anything? <laughs> oh wow, that's how you roll. You just put, put it in right there, right there. This is what this is. This is the woman did this because this breaking through. This is the woman. So she has her issues. She's broken. She's broken. A broken woman is gonna approach Jesus and she could have done this she could have been in her home and she could have prayed dear little baby Jesus I'm broken come and heal me I'm waiting for your healing your healing is coming my breakthrough is coming my miracle is coming my anointing is coming my promotion is coming but instead of her being in her home, bingeing on Netflix, praying after every episode before she goes to the next one because it is commercial-free. Before, the woman said, I'm not staying home. Instead of me waiting for him to step into my presence... Instead of waiting for him to step into my presence, instead of waiting for God to step into your circumstance, I'm going to be so hungry, I'm going to step into his presence. I'm going to step into his circumstance. Are you with me right now? God is looking for hungry people that are willing, that are so desperate for him. You're not waiting for him to send you what he has. You're willing to break through and grab a hold of it by faith in the name of Jesus. So she broke through. Oh, you won't get this in a second. She broke through and she, 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 she broke through herself and her, her shame and her embarrassment and the cultural taboos and the perspective of the future. Things were getting worse, the Bible says. Her, her bankruptcy, she had no money. The news from the doctors, she broke through all of that. And, and he, here it is. You got, you got that wallet there? You got that wallet? You got that wallet? And, and over here, there's, an, there's, a, there's another crowd surrounding him. And here's what I want you to turn around, George. Give me that, stay right there, Sit right, right there. Show me what you have the wallet. You have credit cards in there? I, we haven't, with this part, we haven't, how many credit cards you have in here? You can have them all. Maybe. No, no, I'm glad you could have them all, but I mean, like, you have a couple? Three, 4 yeah. Holy cow. You're like, well, can I do this? Can I look here? Sure. Love yourself. Three, four, five. My brother. <laughs> you see it's got some cash in here, some stuff. Here's what I want you to do. I'm gonna go right here. You just chuck it. Let's do it one more time. I'm gonna go a little bit further. Because my circumstance is big. So it's just you gotta that means you gotta you gotta you gotta reach beyond my circumstance. You gotta reach beyond my issues, beyond my drama. You got to reach beyond my shortcomings and my weaknesses and the stuff that you don't even know, that people don't even know about except you. So, here, go ahead. Yes, Put it in again. Look the other way. The Bible says he wasn't even looking her way. He wasn't even looking her way. Now watch this. The Bible says this. The Bible says that she touched him. The moment she touched him, she was healed. Stop. You, you can, you're not getting it, but you will. She did not get healed when he acknowledged the fact that somebody touched him. Read it. She says, the mo- read it. Please read it. The moment she touched him, she went, whoa. This thing stopped. It got healed. And then he turned around and said, "Whoa! Somebody touched me. My healing power went through me. Somebody got healed. That was no. You, you don't get it. She he did She got healed before he. No no. Let me. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm over here. Watch this. She did not do this. Go ahead. Send me my healing. Send me my breakthrough. Send me my blessing. She stepped into his presence." and she grabbed a hold of what's in him already. She grabbed a hold of something that was in him even when he wasn't looking her way. God is looking for people that say, I'm so desperate, even when it seems like he's not looking my way, I'm gonna break through everything and I'm gonna grab a hold of everything that's in Jesus. And the matter of fact, from now on, I'm not waiting for God to step yourself and your own limitations and your own fears and your own shame, raise both hands and a foot. By the way, the woman was what? She was what? She was sick. She was bleeding, right? She was broken, yet she had access to his presence. Broken people can touch God. No, bleeding people can touch God. I said wounded people can touch God. This church is not full of perfect people or people that have never been through anything. This church is full of people that when they were broken, when they were cast out, when you were bleeding, you were crazy enough that you came out of your circumstance and you touched the grace montague. If you've ever been broken and you touched them, raise one hand. If you've ever touched them when you were spiritually, metaphorically, emotionally bleeding, raise both hands. If you ever touched them when other people wouldn't touch you. I'm preaching to three people right now. If you ever touched him because the only touch you could have had was a touch of the divine because everybody else rejected you and no one else would touch you, but you touched him. Not only did you touch him, his power came and changed you. How many are here because when you were broken, you touched Jesus? So I don't care if you're bleeding. I don't care if you're broken, Pastor Sam, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I did, you don't know what I'm up to. I don't care how messed up you are, how jacked up you may be. Broken people have access to God. I'm gonna say it again till the devil gets a migraine. Broken people have access to God. 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 This is not the kind of church that we have people outside looking at the way you look, the way you dress, the way you smell. We don't, we're we not out there checking one, two, three. You can't come in, you can't come in, you could come in, you don't qualify. We're the kind of church that says, I don't care how broken you are, I don't care how bad it may be, come in. You're about to experience a touch with the living God that will change your life forevermore you got to break through the crowd Second Peter says this 1 3 everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power for all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by His name and invited us to come through Him through a glorious manifestation of His goodness. As a result of this, He has given you magnificent promises that are all beyond price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are in this world. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. In 2019, every single day, I will touch God. I will not wait for God to touch me. I will touch God. I will not wait for God to invade my space. I will invade his space and grab a hold of everything that is in Jesus that is for me. If you believe that, give him the best praise you've given him in 2019. God, Jesus never released healing. She broke in and grabbed a hold of something he never even, She never signed the docs. You have to have the crazy for Cocoa Puff faith to say, I'm going to get to him and whatever is in him, I'm going to grab a hold of it. He wasn't even looking her way my God I wish you would get this that's the kind of cuckoo for cocoa puff faith you need to have are you, are you getting this right now from this moment on you're not going to wait for a miracle you're going to press it and grab a hold of your miracle in the name of Jesus all God is telling you this after we're about to wrap up, is for you to break through. Break through the crowd of self, break through the crowd of bureaucracies and false teachings that have surrounded Jesus in an atmosphere that has nothing to do with the Word of God and the purpose of God. Un- misunderstandings of the reality of who Christ is and for you to have accessibility to Him. Break through that crowd, grab a hold of everything that's in Him. In Him, there is fullness of joy in him there is eternal life in him there is abundant life in him there is new life in him you're not a victim you are more than a conqueror in him you're a new creation in him you don't do this thing i once an addict always an addict in him you say once jesus set me free i am free indeed in him there's a bunch of new realities that are only found exclusively in him so grab a hold of him and then the last crowd the last crowd then jesus he he, uh, the last crowd is he comes here there's a little girl 12 years old who is now technically dead look up here for a second I've written about this before but it's now fresh with this revelation of the crowd this woman this woman wait a second she was bleeding for how many years? How old was the girl? Whoa. How 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 many years? How old was the girl? Which means she got sick. The same time the girl was what? You're missing it. If Jesus would never be en route to healing Jairus' daughter, the woman never would have intercepted and obtained her miracle. No, y'all missed it. Y'all should have seen the movie Signs back in the day with Mel Gibson. My point to you is that that you think that God is reacting to your problem. What you don't understand, before your problem was born, God already gave birth to the solution. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I know I'm preaching to five or six people right now. Right now, there's a releasing of an anointing right now. Before your sickness came out, the healing was already waiting for you on the other side. Are you with me right now? God already gave you the breakthrough. The breakthrough was born before the problem was born. Are you with me? So here it is. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. So... He comes in here and and, and what well she don't waste your time. She's dead. Jesus said, she's not dead. She's sleeping. They ridiculed him. Made fun of him. Read it, I'm not making that up. So Jesus, who is love and grace, looks at him and says, get out. You have to have the authority. You have to have the wherewithal, the fortitude. When someone declares a word over your circumstance that does not line up with what God has ordained for your circumstance... If you tolerate it, that means you're accepting it. If you say nothing, that means you are in a de facto way approving it. So you can't say, I'm called to be polite. I don't want to offend them. So you just said that my child is what? Forever going to be a drug addict? Oh, I'm going to let you say that. Even though in my heart of hearts, I'm believing that Jesus will set him free. No, you need to open up your chalupa and say, get out. Get out. If you're gonna say my children are dead, when God says they are sleeping, I'm telling you to get out. If you're trying to say my marriage is dead, when God says it's sleeping, I'm telling you to get out. If you're trying to tell me that well, well, when God says it's sleeping, I'm gonna tell you to get out. If what you say does not line up with what God says, I'm not asking you, I'm not inviting you, I'm not encouraging you, I'm ordering you to get out of my surroundings because God's about to show up and do something amazing here. Somebody shout, Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Put your hand on your mind. It begins here. There are some thoughts that have arrived this year already. Some of these thoughts are saying things to you that do not line up with what God has already promised you. So at the count of three, the Bible says renew your mind daily. Take every thought into captivity. The battlefield of the human existence and their spiritual journey lies embedded in the mind. So at the count of three, I want you to tell every thought that comes from the flesh or from hell that has held you captive already in this early part of the year, you're gonna tell it to get out. By the way, you're saying it under an anointing, which means divine supernatural empowerment, which means that thought, once it gets out, it will not be able to come back. So on the count of three, that thought of anxiety and depression and discouragement and shame and self-loathing and self-pity and victimization, that thought's gonna come out. And ready, one, two, three, shout it. One more time. One more time. Now give God your best worship like your mind is free and your heart is free and your life is free and your dream is free and your destiny is free and your tomorrow is free. Get out. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Watch, 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 watch. Put your hands up high, And He... I want you to, somebody, yes, I need somebody young. You want to come up here, sweetie? I'm glad you volunteered her. (laughs) Hi, sweetheart. Just a little thing real quick. I want you to, she's just going to touch you right here respectfully, okay? Now, I want you, here, I want you to take your hand, honey. This is what Jesus did in this story. Touch your hand. never touched the woman, but he touched the child. He never touched the woman ever, but he touched the child. Because the woman had heard about him, and she said she knew that if she touched him, would be healed but the child was dead the child had no way of, of, of touching him i'm here to tell you that when you we that know that if we touch him he will heal us he will save us he will forgive us he will deliver us he will transform us he will change us i want you to put a smile on your face because the moment we touch him he will touch our children and our children's children, and our children's 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 children. I'm gonna say it one more time. If we get up and we touch him, he will touch our children, and our children's children, and our children's 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 children. Is there anybody ready to touch God in this place? Is there anybody crazy, desperate, hungry enough that you wanna touch him, raise both hands? She did this. Your dream is not dead, your dream is sleeping. Your destiny is not dead, your destiny is sleeping. Your anointing is not dead, your anointing is sleeping. Your career, your promotion in him, for him, for his namesake, it's not dead. Your vision is not dead. It is sleeping. I'm going to prophesy. It's 1.13 right now, California, Pacific Coast time. It is sleeping. But I'm going to speak to you prophetically, and I sense virtue coming out of heaven. Put a smile on your face, because what was sleeping is about to wake up. I'm gonna say that one more time. What was sleeping is about to wake up. This is for at least seven people in this auditorium. What was sleeping is about to wake up. What was sleeping is about to wake up. That gift is about to wake up. That joy is about to wake up. That peace is about to wake up. What was sleeping is about to wake up. Stand with me, you are standing. No, you're not getting me, you're not getting me. Brother Sean is about to wake up. Not next year, I'm talking about now. This is the year that what others have declared dead will be woken by the power of God. What are you talking about, Pastor Sam? Integrity, faith, love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, goodness, gentleness, your destiny, your dream, your vision. Your purpose, why God placed you on this planet. If you think God placed you on this planet, for you to wake up every morning and do your thing, go to work, come back, watch some TV, do something on your laptop, on your your iPhone, binge a little bit, and then go to sleep, and then do the same thing routine, God placed you on this planet for a greater purpose, my friend. What if I tell you your purpose that the devil thought was dead? That purpose is about to be woken up. sense God lift up your hands oh wow he touched her a generation that could not touch him he touched that generation when our generation touches God God will touch the next generation when our generation breaks through the bureaucracy And breaks through the crowd of self. Jesus will touch the next. Are you willing to break through the crowd? Are you willing to break through your own fear and shame and self-loathing and pity and victimization? Broken people have access to God's presence. Bleeding people have access to God's presence. Wounded people have access to God's presence. He touched her and told her to get up. And she immediately stood up, came back to life. Father, in Jesus' name. Today, we receive your word about breaking through the crowd. Today, the breakers arise willing and committed to breaking through the crowd of self. The crowd that surrounds the reality, the revelation of the risen Christ and the crowd of negativity. We will break through these three crowds and we will experience the fullness of your glory and change the world around us. And when we touch you, You will touch the next. We believe you in the name of Jesus. Give God one more praise. Thank you. Thank you, Brother George. With your hands raised, repeat after me. I received this word from me and my house in 2019. I will touch God. I will grab a hold Of everything that's in Jesus. Everything in the name of Jesus. Put your hands down. Ephesians 1.3 Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has been already lavished upon you. As a love gift from our our wonderful heavenly father. The father of our Lord Jesus. All because he sees us wrapped into Christ. And this is why we celebrate him with our hearts. Ephesians 1, 3.